The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Tim's got that perfect radio voice. Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro. But does Tim even rap? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to give it a try? Sit back and relax your mind. You're tuned in to a good time. Unwind. Maybe spark one up. Because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as real as their asses. So listen up, men. Pull out your glasses. No topics taboo. But they ain't rude. Given that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time. Exploring the gravity of the feminine mind. Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> Get him, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach and Rena May. Hello and welcome to We Think Collective. I'm Heidi. And I'm Rena May. Thank you for joining us. Heidi. It's our season finale episode. It <laughs> is. 13 episodes. I mean, it's not a TV show, so I don't know if there's going to be a cliffhanger for you guys or not. We really never know what's going to happen until we sit down. But, um, damn. End of a season, 13. 13 episodes. And it kind of the end of an era. <laughs> <laughs> um, might have a tendency toward melodrama, I'm just saying. but End of an era. No, I mean, like... This podcast process we started about three months ago has opened up a lot of stuff for us. There's just this exploration of this conversation around the masculine and feminine energy and the balance within each of us as individuals and between males and females. And it's just opened up some crazy ass conversations, not just here on the podcast, but in our personal life and our work life outside of this. So if you guys are wondering how we choose podcast topics, Heidi and I are literally talking about these things all week with different people in different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And it like it sparks this new dynamic and this new conversation. And we're coming in and we're like, oh my gosh, we just had these experiences. So as much as we talk about it, this on these great 30 minute podcasts, just know that we're kind of living it like all week in every hour of every day. So that's why we're kind of really into it. We're kind of like in the middle of a social experiment. That's what it feels oh like. And we're like the guinea pigs, like the little rats. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are so... No, we're like cute little pandas. But what's been happening, there's been some things happening in our personal lives as this whole, as we've been doing this whole podcast. Just a few things, but yeah, a lot of things. Um, and... Well, a lot has happened for me, and I know you too personally since the beginning of shooting all this podcast stuff. So I want to know from you, Hyde, like what are some of the things that have shifted for you or that you've learned or through this process of our social experiment? A lot of times I realized I wasn't even asking the right questions. Um, I think learning to um, be open to being wrong and just staying humble and accepting that um, 
there's a lot of layers to this shit, man. <laughs> there's a lot of layers to it. You know, I think I've always believed that we have power in our uh, when we accept responsibility. Yeah, and that with great privilege comes great responsibility. And kind of similar, with great power comes great responsibility. But I don't think I ever really realized what my power was before. Hmm. I, as a woman, am a little, you know, I think I'm feminine. I'm girly in some ways. But I think in as an entrepreneur, I lead with my masculine energy a lot. Um, and historically, I have. And really wasn't even conscious of that in any way, except just that I thought that's how I was supposed to be to be successful. It was the expectations that I thought others had of me, of who I should be. Um, I think I used to compare myself a lot and, and even judge myself for not being like the Harvard grad, even though I think I'm pretty intelligent and I could have been in that school maybe, but I, it's just not the way my path worked out. And I, I've sometimes struggled with like comparison or well, I'm not on this list or, you know, achieving this or that. And does that mean that I'm not successful in some ways or whatever? And I think this whole process has really helped me to challenge those limiting beliefs at their core of like, who even ever said that that's success, you know, calling that into question and opening that conversation up to really even just redefining overall what success is to me, letting that be a personal definition, redefining and exploring who I am and what is unique about me, what are my unique strengths and gifts that I can give. Um, all of that exploration, I think, has just brought me to a place of of being a lot more vulnerable, a lot more open. I've definitely never exposed this much of my personal and private self to the world as I am right now on this podcast. And we thank you for that because if not, you would be, I would just be Pan and there's no duh. Duh. <laughs> duh. I'd just be Pan. Where's the duh? I guess I am probably the duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just one of many things, but I think um, the most important thing is, is as we've just been talking about masculine feminine energy and, and exploring the, the, the strengths of feminine energy and what that even means and seeing it in myself and seeing it in others, in women and men, frankly, and then going deeper in some of the questions that we've been in just in the last couple of weeks around like, okay, let's say I am in my masculine energy, like we did that sex episode, you know? Yeah. Um, let's say I am more in my masculine energy and I, I, okay, yeah, I'm telling guy, I want you to know how to pull me out of that and get me back in my feminine, but what, what can I do to do it for myself? Um, and even in just asking those questions lately and then trying out some new practices with myself and doing it and, uh, figuring out how do I bring that into a boardroom? How do I bring that into a romantic conversation in, in a relationship because, how do I bring it into a friendship or a family relationship because when you find that you when you are in that space what happens like what's what's different would you say well I can only speak for myself and I'm a very strange person <laughs> strange but I awesome I can be really blunt and I think at times rude I don't mean to be it's, it's something I have to work on and I am working on thanks to my my family especially but I'm a truth teller I always have been and what I think I'm learning with, with tapping into my feminine energy more is how to be able to speak from a place of, of I don't want to use the word softness because it's too overly emphasized in, in the definition of feminine, but just real vulnerability and 
authenticity, recognizing that my power and my strength comes from that softness and that ability to connect, you know? Yeah. I think it's just making me have different results in the conversation and be able to have more authentic connections and be feeling that resonance and more, I think, not to be conceited, but I think I've always been able to communicate with people in a really effective way. But I think what I'm feeling now is I feel more aligned inside myself when it's happening. Like my skin is on, on fleek. Like I feel it t- like firing off in my whole body, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. in those moments I'm aligned and it just feels, it feels good. It feels strong. It feels powerful. I know, and it's super effective and it goes really fast. It's kind of like the difference between like, um, being like a straight line and being like a really strong river. That that flows, you know, uh, <laughs> in a little curvy way sometimes, but it still gets to the destination very forcefully and powerfully. Mm-hmm. And kind of more excitingly than a straight line. Just saying. Just saying. You're not a straight line because you're definitely not boring. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Feeling it in my body more. Connecting people in it, with people in a new way. Feeling more confident, speak with my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things. Um, what about you? What have you been experiencing, Rena? Like what I mean, damn, a lot of things in your life have changed in the last three months. Yeah. Uh definitely a lot of things have changed in my life in the last three months. I think honestly, before all of this, I don't think I've even had conversations about feminine power and feminine energy. If I'm gonna be really honest with you guys. Yeah. Like these are the fir- this is the first time that I'm really taking a look into my femininity in a way that's that I can even understand to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um for me I've been like this workhorse and I've always had companies and jobs and just been like so in my masculine energy that I I don't even really know how my body moves. Something so simple, something so, so simple. Like, how does my body even just want to move naturally? Do you guys understand that? Does that make sense? It's it's even just swaying left to right from even just singing a song in the in my tune. Like just feeling more stiff. Yeah, just feeling just me, period, and being okay being me. Mm-hmm. I'm weird. I feel like I'm really weird, if I'm going to be honest, you guys. I think I'm weird. You're definitely weird. I'm definitely weird, but I, <laughs> I just wanted to love being weird, and I didn't know that I can love being weird and being a feminine weirdo, too. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really weird, but as I'm sitting here wearing a beanie and a shirt with two fingers that say, fuck you, I mean, to me, this may have looked masculine in the past, but to me, I'm wearing it with a hot, cute little pink mini skirt, so obviously it's not... So one of the things... Feminine has nothing to do with how you dress. But it makes me feel good. Or does it, though? Okay, but... Ooh, sorry. (laughs) I'm going to walk into the boardroom knowing that they're going to stare at my ass. Yes, and I'm going to disarm it by saying, you have... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're allowed to think whatever you want about my ass, but you can't say anything about it. I learned from episode 12, I'm just saying. (laughs) But one of the really big breakthroughs for me were in my past relationships with men. Mm. How so? In a way of understanding. So I have been divorced for six years now, and I have realized through this whole process how I ended that relationship and how it was not in my best way that I could have done it 
because I did not own my voice. I didn't really know my voice and I didn't know how I could use my feminine power to really heal the relationship. Granted, a divorce is a divorce and it's going to be hard regardless. But this has taken me six years, you guys, six. So healing the relationship as you're leaving it. Yeah. And what's come up for me recently is I didn't even know how I left it. I wasn't even aware of how I left it. The only reason I was aware of how I left it was just the feeling that lingered in my heart that I needed to be honest about. And what I did was I literally amputated this feeling. You amputated the relationship and you amputated your feelings. Yes. I cut it off and I wanted to pretend like it didn't even exist. Um, This past Father's Day... My ex-husband is a recent new dad, mm-hmm. and it brought a lot of feelings for me. Mm-hmm. And in a way that I was like, not that I'm trying to, I want to be your wife again or anything like that, but I just wanted to let him know how I felt. Mm-hmm. And with him being a new dad, yeah, okay. Um, because I, f- I feel like there's just been a whole new layer of healing for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys mind, but I would love to read the letter to you. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. Excuse me if I cry. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to look at Heidi or anybody while I read this. But here it goes at his name. Hey, Bob. Thank you for letting me read this. Yeah. Um, Okay. Dear Bob, no big deal. It's just taken me six years to get here. I'm here to tell you that I love you, that I will always have love for you. The love of a friend a wife, and a person that experienced things only you and I will ever share. I love you. When we first separated, my only goal was to forget you, to cut you from my heart, my mind, and my thoughts, a space that you held for a really long time. I was trying to cut a piece of my life out, a piece that needed to heal, not be amputated, an important piece. Instead of honoring the journey of love and loss, I chose to suppress my feelings and emotions. I chose to dive into business, pursue a new opportunity, dive into new relationships, and forget that you together ever existed in my life. But the truth is you did. And I'm hearing saying that I honor what we had. It's now a happy feeling in my heart. No big deal. Only took me six years. To be honest, I didn't even know that it would take this long, or the fact that there was even a new place that I was going to reach. I was perfectly happy with our cordial relationship. I was perfectly happy cheering you on via social media. I was perfectly happy watching you daddy from afar. I'm still happy for all of the above, but now I can honestly tell you that my heart is really happy for you too. You're an amazing man. Your love is good. I know I've been a recipient on the other end. After all, I did hubby you up, didn't I? But as in all tragic love stories, someone fucks up. (laughs) Or just makes apparent what was staring us in the face, but no one wanted to say anything. A shift in consciousness, a shift in energy, a shift in perspective. Sprinkle that with the wisdom that comes with getting older. And you realize that you want to walk on this earth as light and flowy as possible. I didn't realize there were more layers that needed to be shed, but I know that you get me. From my heart to yours, happy Father's Day. You're a dope dad. Riley's a reflection of your magic. Love, Rita Mae. Ugh. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah, no big deal. So, um, 
that's big. And um, I know there's a lot that happened because you actually shared that letter with him. I did. And he gave you permission to read it here. So let's um, let's take a break, give you a minute to um, blow your nose. Yeah. And, um, and we'll be right back after the break, guys. Tita Meme, what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle saying for Meme Jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love... Then look no more. Meme Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. Meme, Meme, come to Meme, Meme, the jewelry that loves you back. The jewelry that loves you back. Oh my God, Lily, that was perfect. Visit MeimeiJewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC podcast for 15% off. That's MayMayJewelry.com or click the link in our show notes. Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read or better yet, listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound, sign up for a free 30-day membership trial, and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. You guys, if you saw me right now, I probably should look butt naked smoking a cigarette is what I'm saying after exposing that all to you. I'm sorry, but that was a super vulnerable moment and thank you for letting me share it with you. Thank you. If I may butt in for just a moment. Oh, this is Tim. This is the voice of God. (laughs) The voice of God is jumping in. God wants to talk to me. No, 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 no. First of all, with you exposing your heart the way you just did to your audience is one of the many things that I love about this podcast, that I love about the two of you from the very beginning. And, And I guess this is apropos being the final episode of season one Mm -hmm. but rena to to share your heart like that exposing your feelings so truly and vulnerably i think this audience will just gravitate towards you and you as well heidi because i said it from the very beginning when we met we were just discussing whether or not we, we should do this podcast or not and how it should be done you two have this amazing chemistry i've been in broadcasting for many many years and and a podcaster for over 10 and this type of chemistry that you two have combined with compelling content especially now with what your topic is now in the climate of what our society is now i think there's an audience that's just hungry for that however what you you two possess is this ability to just open it up and let it fly and i i really want to celebrate you for sharing that with with us here in the room and with those, our friends on the other side of the speakers. And it was really, it was really beautiful. Thanks, Tim. You guys, I'm still crying because 
I don't know that this shit works, to be honest with you. I don't know what we've said for 12 episodes now, and I don't know anything, but what I do know is what my heart feels, and the release and the, the, just the, the freedom that my whole entire body feels from giving a man love in this way. And literally giving everyone I, that comes into contact with me, holding a space for this much love in their life because I want it for my own. So whether it's woo-woo or whatever, I don't know. But I can tell you I feel really good. And I, I was really compelled to read my ex-husband this letter because I wanted him to hear it in my voice. Um and I called him and I read it to him and God bless his soul. He literally was on the phone, silent, dead silent. Because he was weeping for three minutes, like weeping. Like I've never heard him in my whole relationship with him together. And all his heart said to mine in that moment was, thank you. It was just thank you so much. It was the first time I got to acknowledge like the love and the respect of our relationship in six years. And we were together for nine. That's a long time, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So thanks for being here. Well, it sounded like, you know, from what you said in the first part of this episode was you amputated that relationship. And when you amputate something, there's a big old wound that needs to be healed. Oh, it just so took bad. six years to heal it and that letter. Oh, so good. Well, I think... Just to give you guys a little more um, insight into how this stuff comes together. (laughs) You know, when Rena shared this experience with me that she'd read it to him and all this stuff and she told me she wanted to do it on the podcast. And I was like, nope, I don't think so. I don't think we should. It's way too vulnerable. It's not their business. I just, no. And she wanted to have him be on here with us right now. And I was just like, no, no fucking way. That is way too private. And it's just an example of how we're panda because we're so different. And I, I'm more private and I, I just felt like that's, you know, this is a level of vulnerability. That's your private business. It's not everybody's to see. But I think what, um, first of all, she uh, she just took charge and decided to do this. I told her to do what she feels she needs to do. I'm, I'm glad you decided to it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all a part of what's been happening and coming up actually since this moment that she shared that letter with me. And we were supposed to record these episodes last week. And we didn't because we weren't feeling it. We didn't know exactly what the topic was. And we had had a little bit of conflict conflict between us about whether to share this. And if so, how to share it? What was the angle? And as we started digging into it, like that question I always have, what's the angle? What's Why does this make sense? What's relevant to them about it? Um, we started realizing that a lot of what it is, is it's about really standing in your feminine power and recognizing that you actually have the ability to create healing in that relationship by doing exactly this, being vulnerable and sharing your heart with somebody, just like now you did on this podcast to everybody, all of you guys listening. And so as we began exploring that and doing that, I think you've seen, you've been doing that in other relationships. Yeah, so many others. Uh, And in doing this in other relationships, I'm going to be honest, I've been afraid to be me and like really, really give someone my all and my everything because it's a lot. I come with a lot and I come with a lot, not in terms of like baggage and stuff like that, that, that too probably, but my life is a whirlwind and... 
I have never fit into convention. And none of you out there, I'm sorry to break it to you, no one out there fits into convention. There's no conventional person. There's averages, but they're just a combination of everybody and then divided. It's not even real. Yeah. So you are like the only perfect original of who you are. Nothing like you will ever exist. And I am now at a point where I'm ready to own that. And I'm, we were in a meeting and, and the guy said, stop saying sorry. And I'm like, yeah, I need to stop saying freaking sorry. Yeah. Like, sorry, this may feel weird. Sorry, this may look weird. Sorry. How do you want this served? No, like, no. Like, No more sorries. I ain't sorry. Beyonce told oh, me so. I ain't, ain't sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a different song. Yeah. Um, the amputation's a big thing. And um, that was a big, I think, uh, revelation for you to realize that that you had, and this was part of our exploration and conversation around it, was about this amputation in, in a relationship and ending it as an amputation, whether it's a romantic relationship or a job or whatever, rather than, you know, really dressing the wound, flushing it out, going through the process to really clean it and and allow the wound to heal the way that it naturally would, would most want to, the way the body would naturally want the wound to heal. And, you know, when you talked about how your inclination at the time was just to cut it off and throw yourself into your work and like kind of hide the pain almost, like just try to run from it. Totally. And it, and it resonated with me because I've obviously done that not only in, I've done that in, in, I think, lots of different kinds of relationships. And sometimes there's been times when I wouldn't have wanted to amputate, but the other person amputated and I had no choice or I thought I had no choice mm-hmm. and no power. And so we started talking about that. Yeah. Because there's other situations going on right now and there's, Let's put it this way. Anytime you're you're involved in a relationship, you can't control what the other person is going to do, how they're going to feel, and it's ultimately not your responsibility. Yes. Right? But? But it is your responsibility to own your power in the situation. And we keep saying that. What do we mean when we say to own your feminine power and use that to create healing at the close of this relationship, as opposed to just chopping it off and running. Yeah. What does that What does that look like? What does it feel like? How is it different? How do you do that? Aside from writing a letter and reading it to him six years later, which I think is a perfect example of doing it later. <laughs> I'd probably <clears throat> say if, if I were to tell my younger self from six years ago, what would be different now for me is it's okay. Like, giving yourself permission to first feel whatever it is that you're feeling. I felt guilty. I felt a lot of guilt. I felt shame. I felt like I wasn't a good enough person or wife. Or it, There's so much more feelings that come on top of it. And instead of me just owning those feelings altogether up front, I, I had to amputate all of it. Right. You have to amputate all of it. It's like there's no more oozing pus. But they don't actually go away. They, they never go away, obviously. So one of the big things that I remember we talked about was you talked about letting go. Mm-hmm. And how that's the most important thing. Um, letting go of a lot. Letting go of, number one, the judgment of yourself that mm. you should have done it differently or handled it differently. Yes. 
getting to a place where you forgive yourself and say, I did the best I could with what I knew to do at that time. Can't go back in a time machine and change mm-hmm. it. So all you really can do is is forgive yourself for that and let go of the shame and the judgment of yourself around that. Totally. Right? Number two, letting go of your attachment to how you thought it was supposed to go. Mm. How you thought it was going to end. Even if it's a job, I thought I was going to end up in this position and be running this department and blah, 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 blah. I was attached to this idea of how I thought it was supposed to go. You know what? It didn't go that way. They don't see you the way you see them, whatever it is. You know what I mean? They ain't ready. I don't know. But you have to accept it. You have to let go of your attachment to how you thought it was supposed to go. In your case, for that one, it was hard because you guys were married. Mm -hmm. You were so attached, you made a vow and signed a contract. So letting go of that attachment is really hard for people. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that you talked about letting go of was letting go of thinking that you that you can control the pain or the emotions. Or even know how many are going to come up. Or when. Or, or which when, ones. time. Right? Because you had to allow for all of them, including that guilt or the shame or, you know, the whatever. You have to give them all space and they're going to come up and they're not wrong. They're indicators. We've talked about this, mm-hmm. um, but you have to allow yourself to feel it Yeah, or else it doesn't ever go away. I just had a thought. What is it? And I was telling myself something right now that I want to share with you guys that this is the real honest moment. Right now is a new moment. And Oprah says, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So I know better now. I know. And through these podcasts, I have learned some tools and techniques and just been in conversations about this that I just know better now. So now I'm doing better. And that's why I wrote this letter, and that's why I freed my heart. Would I have known to do this a year ago? I wouldn't, because I would have never known. And now I know. And so my 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 message to all you out there that number one that need a healing from an amputated relationship, because it, I can imagine all of these other feelings that you guys are feeling. But now that you know better, and maybe you can find a way to harness your energy, like Heidi said, you're not going to change the other person and the way they act or react. But what you can change is the energy that you choose to give it. Mm -hmm. And whatever healing that is, and I think that's the key thing, it's healing for you, by you, to you, through you. Don't be attached. What if I had called him and he would have mailed like, fuck you, hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. I could have honored that. I would have totally accepted that. He had no idea. We do not talk like this. We are not homies. Right. So I think if you can kind of reach down in your belly and know better now, maybe you'll do better. Maybe you'll read us a letter that you wrote somebody. And there's no guarantee that you coming from that kind of place and and speaking with care and candor and confidence from your heart and being vulnerable, there's no guarantee that that's going to transform the other person or that the relationship is going to become different or heal or get back together. You have to do it without attachment to an outcome. Yes. That's the hardest part is having the communication without attachment to an outcome. And, you know, when, when you brought this whole thing up and we started talking about it, it made me think of so many times in past relationships when... I would even feel it like a bubble coming up inside my body, that feeling like I need to say something right now or this doesn't feel right or whatever it is. Something just is not in alignment. And instead of communicating that, I shoved it back down because I felt like, oh, well, you know, um, 
this person's not going to be able to to address that or like all the, they're not going to expect that from me or this isn't the right thing I shouldn't say that kind of thing or whatever all the different ways that we edit you know totally I'm not saying fucking just blurt out all of your worst thoughts and emotions people like you need in a relationship to know the difference between what are thoughts for you and emotions for you to sort through and figure out and when are you in the place where you're ready to communicate it but you do need to get to the place where you're ready to communicate it and when you communicate it it needs to come from a place of like not like hey i just had this whole dialogue in my head already and made all these assumptions about how you feel and look at things and think about me and blah 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 blah, blah. and so now here's what my decision is that's not what I'm talking about. Oh my God, I'm talking about just right at the root of it, at the seat of when that moment comes up and bubbles up speaking it and and not being attached to how they're going to respond to it and not needing their response to mean anything for you. Mm. You know, um, the truth is that with this big, we talk about the gender gap or the gender divide and all this stuff. And last episode, I think we mentioned it, that there's healing that needs to take place. You know, um, between the masculine and the feminine energies, not just males and females, but between the masculine and feminine energies. And that begins inside of ourselves. So much. Oh, so much. I, I think I really, really resonate with that because a lot of people ask, like, what they, can they do? What can they do? And for, for a thousand times, 10 out of 10, you're going to ask me, I'm going to say, look in, look within. Look within, your body has every answer you need if you follow it and if you can listen to it. How do you open yourself up to listen enough to what the words... I didn't write that letter to him, my heart did. I literally wrote that letter in 10 minutes. I didn't think about it, I didn't edit it, I let it flow through me. And that's how the ease it can feel if you really just open yourself up and allow yourself to feel. I think that's why we call ourselves gangsta doulas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard us call ourselves that. And please forgive me for being a white girl who calls myself gangsta anything. I'm just going to own that. Like, <laughs> just, just keeping it real. But the reason we call ourselves gangsta doulas is because I think what we try to do for for the women who are in our cl- our club, our collective, and and for for the men with whom we're engaged in these kinds of conversations is help them to give birth to their their businesses, their creations, their business art, you know, yeah. as entrepreneurs um, in a way that has the most ease and flow possible, just like how a doula helps a woman give birth to a baby with ease and she's there to support her emotionally and mentally and keep her strong and keep her focused and keep her breathing and, um, and even in the lead up to the moment to help her be prepared for that moment. And that's what we do. Um, and so I think, you know, first of all, I, I uh, not first of all, but I think as we close, I want to say, you know, I want to acknowledge you, Rena, for, for having the courage to share that. I know Tim said that earlier, but I want to, because as your partner, I know what was underneath all of that. And then it took bravery, not just to share it with all of them, but to kind of do it, even though you knew that I was weird about it and not sure about whether I wanted you to share that. And so I respect you for bringing that anyway. And um, that's why when I said, whatever you feel, I trust you on it. Because I do, I believe and I trust that whatever gets opened up as a result of that is right. And um, and thank you because that whole journey for you and you sharing it with me opened me up to things and experiences that I got to have in the last couple of weeks, you know, yeah. by creating some healing inside of myself with the times and the places and the ways in which I haven't 
honored my my sacred feminine nature. Well, thank you. Thank you. I acknowledge that. I receive that a lot. Banda, 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 banda. So you guys, can I just say we've had such a good time? Like season one. Season one. Like this is. Oh like, my god. Like we we've have thirteen had, subscribers. I mean, thirteen <laughs> subscribers for thirteen episodes. So we're doing well. Oh. And it, Tim thinks we are crazy and awesome, which we appreciate. Tim, can we give Thanks, Tim a Tim. round of applause for oh, believing in us? It, it wasn't hard to believe in you two. We're a season in, and we don't go into all of the metrics and the downloads and all that stuff on the air, but you're doing very well for a brand new podcast. And we are oh, very, shucks. very proud to have you as part of the Inbound Podcasting Network. Seriously, you two. Oh, shucks. I love you guys. Aww, I love you guys. I love, love you too, Tim. All right, you guys go out there and create some healing in your lives. Create some healing in your, your masculine and your feminine, and, and let us know what you think of that. We're really really honored and humbled and and excited to be engaged in this conversation with you guys yeah yeah find us on at we think collective or we think collective.com see you next season and i just want to say if you ever want to book us for me to cry on a stage with you i'm totally good at that <laughs> totally good at crying we'll see you next season bye